0: this came from? It came from this dua of Nabi Sallallahu But this dua came as a result. Where this came from? It came from this dua of Nabi Sallallahu But this dua came as a result of that khidmat that was made. Now there's two things. One is to ask for dua, request dua. This is even sunnah to request dua. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi on one occasion, Hazrat Umar was going for Umrah. So he addressed Hazrat Umar, Nabi Wasallam is a Nabi of Allah wa Taala. He addressed Hazat Umar anh, and told him don't forget us in your Dua, whereas Allah's Nabi Wasallam, whose Dua is greater than his own. But this was Ta'liman Lil Ummah, to teach the Ummah that you should do this, should request Duas. Somebody senior, some pious person, somebody is going for Umrah, somebody is going for Hajj, somebody is whatever. We keep asking for du'a. Allah knows best whose du'a might be so effective at that moment. that included us in that du'a also. And our work gets done. So that is one thing to ask for du'a, to request du'a. This is something that should be done all the time. And there's a separate thing to take du'a. One is to ask for du'a and the other is to take du'a. Now, what is the difference between these two? Sounds like one and the same thing. But what the difference is that taking dua is where the dua comes out from the person's recesses of his heart without even asking for it. As a result of conducting oneself in such a way, the khidmat that one might make, the service that one might do to the person at that moment, which has earned that inner pleasure of the person. One's parents, one's ustads, one seniors, whoever it may be. And on this occasion, Abdullah bin Abbas that khidmat was something that had been done in such a way and at such a time which was really quiet. And he did it in the right way at the right time and this dua came. He didn't have to ask for it also. This dua is very effective. This dua takes a person at a speed beyond other things. Now that dua came as a result of khidmat. So the statement, Khidmat se Khuda milta hai, that dua made him a very special servant of Allah. Ta'ala. Gave him a rank where other sahaba, senior sahaba, are sitting at his feet like students. But where it came from? From Khidmat. Anas r.a, he's a young boy of 10 years of age. And 10 years of age, his mother brings comes to Nabi Wasallam that Khuwayi Dimuk You are a little Khadim You keep him In your service In your Khidmat Let him serve you Now Every mother has That aspirations for her child My child This must happen That must happen He must achieve this And achieve that For her, the biggest achievement Was that her son Becomes the Khadim Of Nabi Sallallahu So she brought him And left him In Nabi Khidmat And In the process of that Khidmat He got Dua The dua Nabi s.a.w. made for him was for Barkat. In his wealth and in his progeny. Among other things. But this one particular dua got so openly accepted. It was so glaring. That by the time Hajjaj had come to Makkah and had become the governor. By that time he had already buried over a hundred of his own children. So much of Barkat Allah had given him in his progeny. And everybody's trees would bear fruit once a year, his trees would bear fruit twice a year. Barakat of the dua of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the dua came, that dua was taken with khidmat. So this is the reason and this is the point which the mashayikh make. that This is a very essential thing on which the tabiat of children need to be made that they need to have this just and zeal of khidmat, of serving. And to the extent this will come, who knows when they'll take somebody's dua. They'll ask also, we're going to tease them to keep asking for dua. Allah knows best when, whose dua they'll take. And the day they take somebody's dua, that dua might get their work done. So This is one aspect that khidmat se khuda milta hai. With khidmat, Allah Ta'ala closeness is achieved Allah Ta'ala's special bond is achieved and khidmat as we mentioned last week also that sometimes the person won't even be aware that khidmat sometimes is very much more great also person doesn't even know we made khidmat, might be anybody, we even don't know whose khidmat we made, we put somebody somebody's shoes right, simple thing small thing, now that nobody gives it much regard also and the chances that that is done with 100% ikhlas is even greater too Neither we know whose shoes we're putting right. That person doesn't even know who did a favor to me. And that is khidmat. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi S.A.W. says, وَاللَّهُ فِي fi auni That Allah Ta'ala serves, Allah Ta'ala assists that servant of his who assists his fellow human being. Now this assistance is khidmat. We give it sometimes some different names, different titles or whatever the case is. We call it by different things. The essence of it all is khidmat. We're serving somebody, we're helping the person out. It might be anyone. It might be a neighbor, it might be a relative, it might be some friend, it might be somebody we don't know, whoever it is. But in the little things, often it's the bigger things that we might aspire to do, but the little things we have those opportunities and overlook it. And often the little things add up to a great extent. The little things gather and they make the day. It is those small, small crumbs that make loaf. It is those little pebbles that make the mountain. It's each drop of water that fills the ocean. So every drop counts. Every little pebble counts in that mountain. So this khidmat is a big thing. Allah <laughs> fī al-abd, al al-abdu fī akhi and in the other hadith Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says that the person who fulfills one need of his fellow Muslim Allah Ta'ala fulfills 72 of his needs so the one aspect of khidmat is that it develops this situation where inshallah some point will take somebody's du'as without asking for it then the other aspect of khidmat is that khidmat will develop inshallah tawazu. Khidmat will develop humility. And especially khidmat of the very menial type, of people who might not even have any outward position and standing. Outward position and standing. Who in reality has what standing only Allah Ta'ala knows. Sometimes a person seems to be a nobody, but in the sight of Allah Ta'ala, in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi says, Rubba agbar ash'ath, madfu'un bil abwaab. Many a times as a person, is dust laden. His hair is all disheveled because he's traveled and come maybe. He didn't even have a chance of putting on clean clothes. He's disheveled. And he's such a kind of person, bil abwab. He gets to somebody's door for some need, they'll chase him away. They'll tell him, where this fellow came from. But that person sometimes has such a rank with Allah. law أَقْسَمَ la if he takes a Qasam in Allah's name Allah will make it happen like that he has such a rank Allah if he takes a Qasam that this must happen Allah will make it happen Hazrat anas Allah his aunt her there was a altercation between her daughter and somebody else or her son and somebody else and in that altercation one person's tooth broke. The other person, whatever these things happen sometimes, so it happened. So now, the person who had broken the other person's tooth, so then he said, "Look, I made a mistake. Please forgive me." So the other party said, "No ways. We're not forgiving you." So okay, whatever the blood money of that is, equivalent to that, take that. He said, "No, we want qisas, a tooth for a tooth." We are not going to be settling for anything lesser than that. So they came to Nabi Islam. Look. So Nabi Islam said, well, that is the law of Allah Ta'ala. They are entitled to it. If they want to take retaliate in exactly the same proportion, they are entitled to it. Though to forgive is a better thing, but they are entitled to this. Islam is not a religion of emotion. On the one side, the justice of Islam demands that if a person has been wronged, he has been given the opportunity to take equal revenge. That's adal. that's justice. To deny that is also wrong. To say no, that you should never ever take any kind of retaliation. You must forgive. That is against adal. That is against justice. The Quran, Sharif, gave that opportunity. Al ainu asinu bil sin wal ainu bil ain, that an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But then the greater thing has also been taught. وَأَنْ تَعْفُوا lit taqwa. You forgive, this is closer to taqwa. And forgiveness, this is something which will earn the greater stages. So the adal and justice has been explained. But then the encouragement has been given to strive for more. So in any case, this person came, they came to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, well, this is it. So Anas Adi whose uncle he came and he said, What? Rubayya, the person who was responsible for this, whose now tooth was going to be taken and broken in retaliation, he said, His tooth is going to get broken. Wallah, this won't happen. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, But this is the law of Allah. Ta'ala. Qisas is the law of Allah. Ta-la. He said, Wallah, it won't happen. Now, he barely said this, and a short while later, the other party said, Okay, fine, we forgive him completely, leave it. On that occasion, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Inna min ibadillah. Allah ta'ala, some of his servants are such that if they take a qasam in Allah ta'ala's name, Allah ta'ala makes it happen like that. He said, oh Allah, it won't happen. Allah ta'ala made it happen. Allah ta'ala put it in the other person's heart, give it now. It's okay. So, who has what rank with Allah ta'ala? Only Allah ta'ala knows. We should never take anybody for granted. We should never ever judge anybody. Yes, if there is something apparently wrong that the person is doing, that is wrong. We cannot condone something that is wrong. We won't say the wrong is right. But we don't pass judgment on anybody that this person is a lost case, no hope for him. What the tomorrow holds, Allah knows best. How things can change, Allah knows best. Allah Ta'ala keep us in his afiyat and Allah Ta'ala guide every person towards him. So there's no point and no way that we can ever judge anybody and make any kind of comment on somebody's end result. Somebody's Outcome Only Allah Ta'ala knows that. So in any case, we're talking about khidmat, that the second thing that khidmat does, that it brings about this humility. When it is done with sincerity, with ikhlas, then this khidmat brings about humility. And sometimes that menial khidmat, people who don't even know, whoever it may be, and sometimes a person doesn't even know you're doing that khidmat for him. But this humility is such a fundamental thing that especially this line of tasawwuf, the another name for tasawwuf, is to annihilate oneself. That's the reality of it. All the other things, everything that is done, the crux of it all is to annihilate oneself, to come to our reality. Our reality is what? We are created from dust. And dust, as long as it's on the ground, earth as long as it's down on the ground then everybody appreciates it it's fine, it's good it's beneficial to everyone they'll plant on it they'll walk on it and everything yes it'll get trampled but it's benefiting everyone as long as it's down underfoot everybody's happy with it but as soon as that dust decides to start flying getting onto somebody's clothing, getting onto somebody's face, getting into somebody's eyes so now everybody wants to get rid of it quickly. Dust the clothes off. Wash the face off. This dust, this place is not up. This place is down. It must be on the ground. As long as it's down, it's appreciated. When it starts trying to fly up, that's when it's the problem. Then everybody wants to get rid of it. So this tawazu and humility brings a person to his reality. That I am dust. i got to remain down. And i go got to serve everyone. People walk over me. You will plant on me, whatever it is. I'll keep serving. I nothing. I'm good So the person has achieved this from within himself. Then he will reach heights. When he's totally annihilated himself, then he will reach heights. Nadwi When he came to rahmatullah and then in that short conversation, he asked him that what is this the all about? Prophet replied and said, oh, he asked for some nasihat, and on reply to that, Prophet Muhammad said, that in this tariq, in this path, the entire crux is to totally annihilate oneself. He was talking to Prophet Muhammad ﷺ, who was an internationally renowned person at that time. So he wasn't an ordinary person, a person who was internationally renowned, who was regarded among the giants, among the ulama. He's talking to a person of that caliber. And when he said this to him, now they were talking very quietly. Others were sitting around, but nobody was hearing what was being said, what was being spoken about. And all they saw that something was asked, and something was said in reply. And the next thing they see, Sayyid Sulaiman Nadwi some condition overcame him where he just started sobbing. And then, in any case, after a while, he left. Somebody then inquired Khadir Azir Hassan he took the courage to ask Hazrat Tamir, what happened? What, what was his discussion and what happened that you said something and it just caused him to break down in this manner? So Tamir rahmatullah Ali said that he asked for some Nasihad. I thought to myself that such a great allama of his time such a great alim who the whole world in terms of knowledge recognizes him and he's asking for nasihat what nasihat I'm going to give him? At that time Allah put this in my heart that this is the crux of it all. So all I said was that in this path the first and last thing is to totally annihilate oneself. This is all I said. But he took it with appreciation that this is a reality. Everything boils down the crux and the reality of it is this that a person has totally annihilated himself. When this tawazul comes then everything else can very easily be achieved. When the tawazu is there, the shukar is very easy also. Because a person regards everything as beyond his, his uh, what he was entitled to. I'm nothing. Whatever I got is far beyond what I'm entitled to. So now I must make shukar to everything. And when a person feels that I'm, in, I'm somebody, then I'm entitled to something more. Now I didn't get what I'm entitled to. I got lesser. So now there's complaint. So all the time, a person now is in this misery because he's full of complaint all the time. But as a result of Tawazu, he regards everything as far beyond what he's entitled to. Much more than what he is supposed to get in any case. So the shukar becomes easy. When the tawazu is there, then there's no pride, the takabbur is gone. Because a person has annihilated himself, Takabbur requires or oh, the whole takabbur is that a person regards himself as somebody. When the tawazu is there, then it is very easy to overcome all the other nitty-gritty and small trivial issues that keep coming about on a domestic level, in society, wherever, the business place, in work. All the small, small issues become big issues. Small, small, minor things become major things. Why? As a result of lack of tawazu. I was told this, that was done, this was said, and whatever else. And small, small, minor things become major things simply because of a lack of tawazu. Whereas tawazu is what brings the person closer to Allah Ta'ala and also brings respect in the eyes of people too. Though that is not the objective and that should never be the focus. من تواضع lillah. The person who elevates, who annihilates himself, knows himself for Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala will elevate him. Abu Zar Ghafari radiallahu ta'ala on one occasion, he walked past a time when Hazrat Jibreel As was sitting and talking to Nabi Wasallam. He probably had come down with some wahi, whatever the case is. So, as he's talking, Hazrat Abu Zarr al passes. So, Hazrat Jibreel As Wasallam, he says, "Hada Abu Zarr Qadja, Abu has come." So, Nabi Wasallam asked him in surprise, "That avatari you are living in the skies you are an angel are you also familiar with Abu Zar so Jibirah replied and said that huwa ashharu indana mimma huwa you are if I know him he is more well known among the malaika compared to what is known on earth he is far more famous in the skies than what he is known on earth Nabi asked that how did he gain this? what brought him to such a great rank? that the malaika know him so well? so Nabi replied on two things one is he excessively recites surah ikhlas qul ahad he loves the surah, he keeps reciting it the surah is the whole crux of tawheed in there so one is this and the second is وَسِغَرِهِ fi nafsihi That he regards himself as nothing. Now he totally annihilated himself, regarded himself as nothing. He became something not just on the earth, something even in the skies, among the malaika. But he became nothing within himself to the point where Jibreel salam is testifying on it. That he has regarded himself as nothing. I am a nobody. As a result... This is his maqam on, earth, on the skies. Nabi, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam regarding Hazrat Abu Bakr wasallam, what position he had, what status he had. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala speaks about that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to his companion, اذ يقول Sahibihi, لا تحزن إن الله معنا when he said to his sahib, his companion, in the cave meaning when they were on hijrat and in the cave when the Mushrikeen now had already come to the mouth of the cave. And if they had to just bend down and look into the cave, they would have seen Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Abu Bakr. And Abu Bakr al-A'an became very concerned over the safety of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So at that time he even expressed this concern to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that if these people look under the because the mouth of the cave was lower than the where they were walking, for example, if this is the ground. The cave was a little lower, so they're walking here. If they just peeped down, they would have seen Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has a worker in the cave. So he said if they merely just look a little under, they will find us, they will see us. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi consoled him. And that consolation Allah ta'ala preserved in the Quran Sharif is Tahzan Ma'ana. That when he said to his companion, Don't be concerned, don't be grieved, Allah is with us. So the one aspect here li يَقُولُ لِصَاحِبِهِ He is the only Sahabi whose being a Sahabi is mentioned in the Quran Sharif. And therefore, if any person rejects the companionship and the Sahabiyat, Abu Bakr goes out of the fold of Islam, because he is rejecting this Ayat of the Quran Sharif. So who had this virtue and honor as Abu Bakr? Nabi said, "Inna Allaha ma'ana." Allah Taala is with us. Who's us? At that time, it was only the two of them there. Allah Taala is with us. And in one riwayat, Nabi Salaam said to him, "Ma Allahu Why are you concerned? What do you think about those two people with whom the third is Allah Taala? And all these virtues he had, but despite that, he didn't regard himself as anything. To the point where, on one occasion, Nabi Salaam said. If somebody wants to see a dead person walking, then look at Abu Bakr. A dead person walking, meaning that he has annihilated himself to such an extent as if he's got no nafs left. There's like no, like he's not even existing. Within himself, this is his feeling about himself. Those famous riwayat, Abu Bakr Lama sometimes would uh, utter these statements how I wish I was never given birth to. How I wish I was the hair on the body of a mu'min. How I wish I was a bird. How I wish I was a blade of grass that would be eaten by some animal. Now where does this kind of feeling come from? When a person doesn't consider anything about himself. I'm nobody, I'm nothing. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala, an, what rank he had? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave those virtues. لَوْ kana بَعْدِي nabiyan, lakana Umar. Had they been a Nabi after me, it was have been Hazrat Umar. The Prophet said to him, When you walk in one direction, shaitan changes his road. Shaitan doesn't walk the same road that you walk on. So, all these virtues were there. Once in his time, there was some conquest and a lot of booty came. All that was gathered in the masjid. So, it obviously created some happiness. So, this happened in the time of Hazrat Umar. So he climbed to the mimbar and he called everybody, come close. And then he started saying, "Omar, you are the same person whose mother used to chew dry meat. This was a sign of poverty. Somebody who had nothing to eat would finally end up just chewing dry meat just to appease oneself that I am eating something. Just keep chewing on it. This was a sign of poverty. In other words, all this wealth has come. Don't become deceived with it. He carried on repeating the statement several times and then he got down from the member and finished off. So somebody inquired from him that Amirul al-Mu'minin, is the meaning of this? You called us close. You said you want to say something. All you did was you carried on repeating the statement. And Umar, you are the very same person whose mother used to chew dried meat. So what is the meaning of this? He said, I did this to prevent myself from becoming boastful over anything and thinking great of myself that umar look at what now in your time all this great heap of booties just showering in Uh, so you are somebody great I am reminding myself I am the same person I am not anybody else whose mother was a simple person and I am a simple person too got no position and status for myself so this tawazu also is generated by khidmatis both go hand in hand when there is tawazu then there will be when this uh, tawazu is there, khidmat will be easy and khidmat will generate tawazu both these things go hand in hand so nevertheless this aspect of khidmat is a very major thing this is something which gains great good for a person khidmat of anyone and everyone khidmat of anyone and everyone to whatever extent, something, little, whatever we can wherever the opportunity arises and especially those khidmat where even nobody even knows khidmat was made Allah ta'ala give me also to the topic, give all of us the topic. wa
1: بِاللَّهِ إِلَّا اللَّهُ مُحَمَّدُ الرَّسُولُ اللَّهُ صَلَّى اللَّهُ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى عَلَيْهِ وَعَلَى آَلِهِ وَأَصْحَابِهِ وَأَصْحَابِهِ وَبَارَكَ وَسَلَّمَ تَسْمِي كَثِيرًا يَا رَبِّ صَلِّ وَسَلِمْ أَبَدًا عَلَى حَبِيبِكَ خَيْرُ الْخَلْقِ كُلِّهِمْ Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wasallam bima huwa ahnuh La ilaha Inna Lillah, la ilaha. Illallah, Lillah, la ilaha. Inna 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 la ilaha illallah 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 محمد الرسول الله صلى الله تبارك عليه وسلم ہو میرا دل نک میدان ہوں تو तू ही तू आए नजर देखूं और मेरे तन में बजाए नफसो शैतान दोनों ने मिलकर हाय किया है मुझको तबा ए मेरे मौला मेरी मदद करो चाहता हूं मैं तेरी मुझसा خلق में कोई नहीं गो बदकिरंदार नमासिया तू भी मगर गफर है या रब बख्श दे मेरे सारे Ab to rahe bas ta'dam e aakhir Virde zaba'e meray ilah la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah innallah la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah innallah la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah محمد الرسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم الله الله جل جلاله عمن وانه. عاشقوں کا مینہ اور جام ہے اللہ, اللہ کے عیسیٰ پیارا نام ہے عاشقوں کا مینہ اور جام ہے آہ نبود راز را غیر خدا محرم نبود آهرا جز آسمان دم نبود خدا محرم نبود. الهی ابن دار رسوام مکن من سرمن من Abu to Aja, Abu to Khalwat Ho Gai Har Tamanna Dil Se Sat Ho Gai Ab Aja, Abu to Khalwat Ho मिटा दे अपनी हस्ती को Allah, 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 Allah,
2: Allah, 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 अल्लाह Allah, 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 Allah,
1: Allah, 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 الله Allahumma laka al-habdu kulluhu wa laka al-shukru kulluhu Allahumma la nuhsithanan alayka anta kama athnayta ala nafsik Jazallahu ana nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallama bima huwa ahlu Rabbana ghlamna anfusana wa Illam lam taghfir lana tarhamna lanakunan minal khasirin Rabbi khfir warham wa'afu wa takarram wa tajawaz amma ta'nam Inka anta al-azul akram Rabbana hablana min Jina, wa dhurriyatina قُرَّةَ أَعْيُنٍ وَجَعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ إِمَامًا وَجَعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ إِمَامًا وَجَعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ إِمَامًا رَبَّنَا فَاغْفِرْ لَنَا ذُنُوبَنَا وَكَفِّرْ عَنَّا سَيِّئَاتِنَا وَتَوَفَّنَا مَعَ الْأَبْرَارِ رَبَّنَا وَآتِنَا مَا وَعَدتَّنَا عَلَى رُسُلِكَ وَلَا تُخْزِنَا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ إِنَّكَ لَا تُخْلِفُ tuklifu Ilahu ya Allah, forgive all our sins ya Allah. Ya Allah,
0: forgive our major and minor sins ya Allah. Forgive the sins of the day ya Allah. Forgive sins of the night ya Allah. Forgive the sins we've committed deliberately ya Allah. Forgive the sins we've committed mistakenly ya Allah. Ya Allah, what we know we have committed, forgive us ya Allah. What we don't even know we've committed ya Allah, you forgive us ya Allah. إِلَهُ alameen purify us from every wrong that we've done ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep us steadfast from sirat ya mustaqeem ya Allah. Ilahu save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us the best of this world and the best of the hereafter, Ya Allah. Make us a true servant, Ya Ya Allah, give us the reality of tawazu, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us realize that we are nothing, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from ever having any pride, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, clean all the pride out from us, Ya Allah. Clean the ujb out of us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin Ya Allah, make us your humble servants, Ya Allah. Inlahu ya Allah, all those who are in difficulties and hardships remove all their calamities and difficulties, Ya Allah. Inahuulalamin, those who are in poverty, remove their poverty, Ya Allah. Inahu ya Allah, throughout the world wherever the Muslims are suffering, remove their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Inahu Alameen all those who are sick, give them Shifai, Kamila, adila Mustamirra, Daima Ya Allah. Ilahul al- alamin, all those who have passed away, fill their covers with nouriya Allah. Forgive them, ya Allah. Give them the highest stages in the akhirah, ya Allah. Ilahul al- alamin, the time of our death, take us with La Ilaha illallah. Muhammadur Rasulullah, take us at the time that You are pleased with us, ya Allah. Take us at the time that we are pleased with You, ya Allah. Take us on taubah and nasoach, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, grant us khatma bil khair, ya Allah. Grant the entire ummah e Muslima khatma bil khair, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, save us from the ya Allah deception of shaitan at that critical time, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin. Grant us the shafa'at of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Allah, enable us to, reach, ya Allah, enter jannah without any reckoning, ya Allah. We are not capable of giving any reckoning, ya Allah. grant us the akhlaq al ya Allah. Grant us good character, ya Allah. Remove all the evil qualities from us, ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the hearts of the ummah, Allah. Unite the hearts of the ummah, ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the ummah, ya Allah. Unite the Ilahul alamin Allah all that we have asked for ya Allah grant us that as well ya Allah what we haven't asked for ya Allah out of your grace granted to us ya Allah Allahumma inna nas'aluka bin <translation> khairi ma sa'alaka min hunabiyyika wa habibika sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharima masta'adhaka min hunabiyyika wa habibika sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi
1: wa sallam antal musta'an musta'an 'alaykal balagh wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billahi aliyyal azim